Welcome to the Recover You Podcast. I'm Kyleen. And I'm Patrick. We are a couple in recovery. From sex addiction. And betrayal trauma. Together we share our story to encourage you on your journey. It's here that we talk about sex addiction, betrayal trauma, mental, emotional, and physical health, faith, and anything and everything needed to recover you to your most authentic self that God created you to be. Welcome everyone to this special episode of Recover You. I don't know what's, it's just, I'm saying it's special because it's on a holiday. I think all of our episodes are special. You're special. <laughs> Thank you. No, you're special. No, you're special. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, happy Valentine's there Day to you. you. <laughs> well, everyone, uh, today is both Ash Wednesday and Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so today we thought that we would just record um, an episode specific to Valentine's Day and uh, keep it maybe a little bit shorter than our regular episodes and just kind of talk about, um, well, we're going to call it three ways to celebrate Valentine's Day after discovery. And so we'll share maybe a little bit of our own experience with this, but whatever we say today and whatever you hear in this podcast today, I want to start with, there is no right or wrong way to do it. I talk to clients all the time as they're beginning to navigate these types of holidays, anniversaries, all sorts of things that come up throughout the year, uh, like maybe like their first years they're going through recovery. And it's really all about where you guys are in your relationship, what feels good to you, what feels safe to you, and being super, super, super honest about your feelings, your emotions, what you have, like what your expectations are around this and communicating them really clearly with your partner. So we're going to give some just broad stroke general ideas um, about maybe some options within this. Um, and and then you can decide whatever is right for you. There really is no right or wrong. So the first one, the first option to celebrate Valentine's Day after discovery is not to. Yeah, don't celebrate. <laughs> and that's really okay. So for a lot of the betrayed partners, um, there might be sort of a primal reaction to anything romance, right? Just sort of like a, a thought of disgust when it comes to expressing love, expressing intimacy, expressing connection, particularly if discovery was fairly soon. Um, and so that might feel like a lot of pressure because you have no idea. You're like, I don't know if we're staying together. I don't know if we're getting divorced. I don't even know what direction is up right now because we haven't had enough time to process. I know we found out or I found out at the end of January in 2021. And so Valentine's Day was like within the first couple weeks. Right. And so um, we were just talking about that before we started recording. I was like, what did we do? Yeah. And so like what, what we did was we went to an escape room and then we had dinner planned, but turns out you weren't feeling well. So we did the escape room mm-hmm. and we actually had fun. I do remember that we actually enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, uh, like just a non-romantic activity. Right. Right. I think, I think, and I could be wrong. My memory may not serve me well, but I think they were like, Hey, you want to get a picture together? You were kind of like, no. And I was like, okay. We did get a picture. Though. Did we get a picture? Yeah, no, we yeah. 100% had a picture because they had those little signs that you held up. Oh, yeah. But I can't remember what it was, but it was, it was very punny because it had something to do with like, I don't know, like escaping or something like that. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, there was something about it that was sort of a, a little pun. Yeah. But um, yeah, so like the first option is don't. Um, you know, you don't, there's no pressure. There is no pressure to celebrate, you know, 
Valentine's Day or anything like that, like at this phase, if you don't want to. You know what, what, what's really going to be important through this and, and it'll come up again with number two and number three is when you move into recovery, you start to really ask for what you need and you start to express the way you feel and you start if, if you're moving in a healing direction. So I think what's primary through this whole thing, and you said it before, I'm just going to say it again, is you really got to express what you want to do. And and so like it, it's okay for one partner to go. I want to celebrate it, and another partner says, "I don't think we should." And then you can have that conversation because that's that's a really intimacy building thing. It's you know it's about kind of saying, "Hey, let's discuss this and let's come to an agreement on that." I've had some conversations like that with um, some of my betrayal clients, and um, it sometimes it's almost like being given the permission to have those conversations is like, oh, like I can, wait, I can say that. Or sometimes it is, um, some of us will have the tendency and I, I totally relate to this is the idea that, well, I want my partner to mind read. Right. And like, that's the romantic thing to do is if you just know what's in my mind. Right. Um, but that's very unrealistic, particularly in the beginning phases of recovery, because everybody's sort of walking on eggshells and the person that has done the betraying, that's trying to make amends and build trust. They really want to make sure that they navigate these days in a way that will be acceptable to you to make you feel safe, but also feel loved. And so what I've encouraged my be- betrayed partners to do is get really, really, really honest with themselves. If you subconsciously have some sort of expectation for that day, make sure you verbalize that to your partner. So what I mean by that is logically you might be like, oh, I definitely don't want to do anything romantic or celebrate or anything like that. And if that's what you communicate and he takes that at, at face value and nothing is said, then you know that's sort of what, what has been communicated. But if you um, drop down and really just think on the emotional level, is there anything that you expect or want to be said or to be given to you that if it doesn't happen will really hurt your feelings? Like if he doesn't at least give you a card or he doesn't at least bring flowers, even if you guys have agreed to not celebrate the day um, in any sort of romantic way, if he doesn't bring you flowers, will your feelings be hurt? Um, is But the opposite is true too. Like, is there anything that he might do that would be triggering it? So if there are certain phrases, maybe um, uh, little nicknames that you used to have for each other or little things that you used to do that might now be triggering, get very, very clear in your communication to your partner. Hey, just so you know, I know that you might want to do this. We've done it in the past or something like that. You, you might want to say this phrase to me that we've used in the past. I, and I'm sorry, but right now that's triggering for me. Maybe it'll come back in the future. I don't know. But right now I just, that is really, I'm not comfortable with that right now and be mm-hmm. free to say that. But also if you go, Hey, I don't want to celebrate this day, but I do want to know that you love me and like, you want to recognize it. So like, if you get me a card, that's okay. Or I would really appreciate that. So anything that would really disappoint you if it didn't happen 
or anything that you already know somewhere would trigger you if it did happen. I encourage you to just drop in and think through what those things would be and get really, really honest about it and communicate that openly. And I know that there can be some frustration with that. Like, well, I just want my partner to know that if he doesn't get me a card, that sends me the wrong message. Or I just want my partner to know if he says this, it'll be super triggering. But the reality is there's so much going on in the relationship right now. It's just better to be forthcoming so that you both have a good day that day. Yeah, I think both partners are going to be through through early discovery depends on when this of course happens but both partners are in a fight or flight both of them can be there and so it's very you know it's very hard to calmly think through things and stuff like that just on your own you know you think about when you get together with somebody and, and valentine's day comes up in a lot of ways it's easy you go okay i'm going to do this because it's just it's unencumbered and you're just moving before through. discovery right before discovery yeah so you you just kind of make things happen and it's fun and you appreciate each other and stuff like that And so it's just harder. You've got to be aware of that. So the second way to celebrate would be to recognize the day. Like we know that it's Valentine's Day. I know that it's Valentine's Day. You know that it's Valentine's Day. But we're not ready to express any sort of romance around that, right? So maybe you guys come to an agreement that says like, hey, let's go to an escape room. Something that's like totally not romantic. It's not like this candlelit dinner, right? Mm -hmm. Or maybe we go axe throwing that day or we go bowling or we go hiking or we do something together so that we're spending time together. I know that. I think you and I did that like on our anniversary the first year because I think we went to like a, a um a farm and we like fed goats or something like that. We did. At like yeah. a dairy farm. Yeah. And so it was like, hey, like we're both aware that this might be a hard day. So we don't want to just like not like acknowledge it, but we also do not want to celebrate it, yeah. right? In yeah. in the way that in the sense that we would have in the past. So this the first suggestion is to just not recognize it and to to get really clear on what your expectations are on it. The second one is to recognize it, do something, but maybe it's just very, very, very different than you've done anything before. So just taking any sort of romance, any sort of triggers, any sort of, um, you know, candlelit dinner, you know, petals, you know, sprinkled around the the room sort of thing, taking that out of the equation and um, doing just some sort of activity to spend time together. Number three is to reclaim a tradition or make a new one. Now, this this might be more appropriate later on, like year two, year three, mm-hmm. somewhere yeah. down the road. Um, but the you know, if there was something that you really missed doing, you're like, hey, we used to do this a lot, and um, I wish I could bring that back, but maybe it's still a little bit uncomfortable. It might be helpful to um, have a reclaiming ceremony, or maybe change it just enough that it's um, current for you where you yeah. are in your relationship right now. Or think through, like, how would you like to, as you rebuild your relationship, celebrate in the future? And how can you make something a new tradition, something special for where you guys are right now in the moment and where you hope to be in the future? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I think um, all of these uh, things are, like, as you're talking, you're talking about the three, three distinct ways to do it. I think there's, in my mind, there's, like, the one thing you really, really want to stay away from. Um, which is really, really important. And that is, especially without talking, but, you know, sometimes there's the whole lingerie thing. People may buy lingerie, like you've got to really be careful about that as well as you're kind of going through that. That could be. No, I would say like anything sexual would be off the table. Right. 
Yeah. When it comes to like all of that, I would say would be in the court of the betrayed partner. Right. And so again, like, let's say that's been a thing. Like right. every year right. your spouse yeah. gets you a gift of that nature. Yeah. And you're like, just so you know, like you should know this again, that mind reading thing, right? We would yeah. hope that they would sort of know this, but right. like, but just get really clear. Like don't leave anything on the table yes. that might be triggering to you. Make sure you communicate that very clearly. And I would say like, let's say that is in somebody's history, then um, that is going to be an ongoing conversation of is, you know, the, the betrayed part, kind of like it was with the rings for us. Like I had to open that door for mm-hmm. you to feel comfortable to buy me the ring. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think too, as you're, as you're uh, you know, what, it, what I what I recollect is, or what I think is a, is a very valid feeling, is the betrayed partner has no sense of what's going on, so wants to slow things down, block things, not feel activated or, or unsafe. The addict wants to move things forward and get back as quick as they can to a sense of normalcy. So that that natural conflict is going to show up on. The love holiday. And so, you know, I think it's, it's really important to kind of walk through this and just, just make sure that you communicate deeply with each other. And, you know, those, the three that we recommend, you know, there could be various well, variations. Yeah, so many different variations. And I think also it's um, <clears throat> a lot of it when it comes to intimacy, whether it's romance or physical intimacy or, um, you know, things of that nature are mostly going to be in the betrayed spouse's court. And one of the frustrations there can be is, um, again, that communication. So for the betrayed spouse, I just really, really, really encourage strong, clear communication throughout this process of recovery so that if you're uncomfortable with something, make that very, very clear. And as you start to, um, recover, if you're moving towards reconciliation and you're moving towards each other again, get really clear about what levels of each thing you're comfortable with and when, Um, because otherwise your partner is going to be sort of left in the dark. And if, you know, they're really trying to build your trust and really trying to build um, safety for you, they're going to feel really uncomfortable maybe initiating any of that. And so it can be this kind of catch 22 where you as the betrayed partner is like, well, I want you to like, let me know that um, you're attracted to me and all this kind of stuff. But then maybe in some other conversations, you've said, hey, these types of things are triggering to me. And so they feel very uncomfortable maybe initiating those types of behaviors. And so as your emotions change, as safety is developed, as trust is built, constantly having these conversations is going to be very, very important. So to leave you with this, it's a it's a much shorter episode than we typically do, but we hope that um, this just gives you permission to celebrate in whatever way makes sense to you and to just remind you that there really 100% is no right or wrong. Um, don't feel pressured to do anything just because you've done it in the past. Don't feel pressured to have physical intimacy on this day if you're not ready for that just because it's the love holiday. Um, you just don't feel pressure to do something that you're uncomfortable with. And I say that would be you know throughout the entire recovery process, but sometimes with specific days, we might feel a little pressure or maybe we have a cocktail and then, you know, so just don't um, think that you have to celebrate this any particular way. So my encouragement is just to take a minute and think through exactly what is going to feel safe to you. And if there's something you've planned to do tonight and you thought as, as you were listening to this short episode, you go, oh my gosh, like, 
you know what, if, if he says this tonight or if she says this tonight, that might be re- really triggering. Um, then bring that up before, if you have plans scheduled tonight, bring that up before it happens. So we hope that this was um, encouraging to you just to let you know that you can kind of celebrate and or not celebrate in whatever way makes sense to you for where you are in recovery. And we hope that you um, feel safe today and know that you are truly loved and cared for. Woohoo! If you're listening to this, it means you've made it through an entire episode. Part of recovery is spending time engaging in healing and self-growth activities. We are thankful that you chose our podcast to be one of those activities today. Make sure you reward yourself for that accomplishment. If you've enjoyed this episode or this podcast, we would love to hear from you. Please take just a few moments to leave a rating and review, letting us know your experience with Recover You. We not only love hearing how these episodes are helpful, but ratings and reviews help others just like you who are searching for recovery information and support find the podcast too. We can't wait to hear from you. See you next week.